What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to part two of this week's uh, Behind the Gorilla. Again, after a long, long break with shows due to me moving and a bunch of other stuff, we're now coming out with a double episode. So take that. That's that that makes up for it, right? Why are you tossing to me on that? Yeah, I guess it does. <laughs> I don't have much to add to that one. All right, good. I was just making sure. Um, but anyway, so we we had to come out with this one. Because our patron saints, of course, the great David Arquette, his movie finally came out a couple weeks ago. Finally, You Cannot Kill David Arquette is out in the world. You can get it on demand. And it is um, basically everything we'd hoped it was going to be. And I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this, to actually talk, you know, really get down into it because, again, I, I said this at the beginning of part one, but I did a, I did a review myself of it at the day it came out after I watched it, and that's up on our YouTube channel, um, Behind the Gorilla Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. But, you know, Harris wasn't available at the time when it came out, so this will be the first time when we actually both can sit down and, and talk about it, so... Looking forward to this. Um, yeah, uh, again, this thing plagued with difficulties because of COVID. Was supposed to debut in March at the South by Southwest Film Festival. Obviously, that got canceled due to COVID, and they didn't have a distributor, so that was kind of where they were going to display it and and find a distributor for it. So it really put a damper on that, and so it got put on the back burner for a while. They finally were able to get a distributor. Distributor, I think it was Super LTD, I believe is the name of the company, and um, finally was able to release on digital um, on demand August twenty eighth. So it's come out, um, Harris. I guess just real quick for me, this was. I mean, it's it's everything I was hoping it was going to be with how good it was, but at the same time, it, it was nice to watch this journey from start to finish, especially being someone like we are, who've pretty much been following it since the beginning of his foray back into wrestling. That was basically when we discovered him as our patron saint, um, was pretty much right as he was doing this. So the timing worked out really well. So a lot of it to me was stuff that I remember like knowing about and, and hearing about and things like that. But there was some stuff I didn't know about, which I, I, I can't wait to talk about. But um, so it was more just loving being able to see this streamlined into one single movie a- after we've been having to do our best to find and follow it over the past couple of years. So that, that I really enjoyed that. Yeah, this was a genuinely amazing movie, and not just because we've been on this guy's bandwagon like the entire time <laughs> it was being made. I thought about in that that pregnant pause, there was me trying to decide if I could be like, 
well, I thought it sucked. Let's see if I can get you to believe that. <laughs> Just like, no, man, this is not a good movie. Are you kidding? This is an amazing movie. It's really, really cool to see. You're right. To see basically everything that we've been touching on in our What's Up with David Arquette segments for years. I'm not saying like we weren't the only people to like realize what he was doing and get on the bandwagon. Yeah. But we've been on the bandwagon for a while. Yeah, we, we've so been cool. we were we're definitely one of the first part of the first group to to get on the, the David Arquette bandwagon for sure. I mean, I've been on the David Arquette bandwagon for years, so it just it just furthered it because I've been a fan. I've been a fan of Ready to Rumble and, and, and him with a lot of that stuff for uh, since I was a kid anyway. So. I've already mostly been on the David Arquette bandwagon, but it was just once we did those those two episodes, the episode on David Arquette's title run, and then the very next week with surprise David Arquette with the Judy Bagwell on a forklift match, it just it was it it brought it to a whole nother level and we haven't come down yet and probably never will. Probably never will. For better and or for like, worse. So here's the thing though, to talk about like the, the movie itself, it's very surreal. When he has been the patron saint of our podcast almost from the very beginning, and we talk about him every week. We've been keeping an eye on this movie for a while. He was nice enough to come on the podcast with he us, did. which I still can't believe actually happened. <laughs> I know. I it's know. It was surreal awesome. and honestly really heartbreaking to go back to the beginning of this journey when none of that happened and nobody in the wrestling business respected him except for you. Yeah. Everyone else hated him. <laughs> and this movie, like I texted my buddy, I was like, this is, I'm excited to watch this, but it starts in a dark place, man. Yeah, I mean, does. it really does. Like there's no sugarcoating anything. Mm-mm. Like right from the beginning, he's like, I, I was in this wrestling thing and I knew it was a bad idea, but now everyone in wrestling hates me and I haven't gotten an acting gig in 10 years and I think it's it started when I took that wrestling job and every thought everyone thought I was crazy. And he tries to get on that like the Legends of Wrestling is that what it is? He tries um, to get on that indie I believe show. I it was one of those shows. I believe it's the it was Nasty that Boys one. promotion. Yeah, I mean yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And he tries to get on that show and they're like no dude you're a loser like we don't we don't want you in our wrestling show mm-hmm. and he just buys a ticket and watches it alone and you're like man this is hard that was it, it's rough man it starts in a really dark place and ult- you know makes it very satisfying when he starts to claw his way back to the top but man that first half hour is a hard watch especially you know as someone who has a lot of respect for david arquette and just affection for him as a person. Cause like I said, he was nice enough to come on our stupid podcast and yeah. like to have tracked all the stuff he's done so far and see him getting at the beginning, no credit for it and no respect from anyone. It, it was hard. It really was. Yeah. And that, that's one thing I want to talk about. The fact that this documentary starts before the return to wrestling is it, it makes it so much better. Like mm-hmm. that's so rare to see something really start from the beginning the full beginning like that and to really see as you were saying how terrible it was for him at you know two years ago or i guess three years ago at this point and it's so nice to see the beginning of the process play out on screen from kind of start to finish 
And it just makes, to me, it makes it that much more beautiful, but also that much harder to watch. Because as you were saying, there's, I had that written down. There's so many parts in this that are really, really hard to watch through about that first 45 minutes or so. There's a lot that's really painful to watch, Um, especially knowing just how nice of a guy David Arquette is. It's just so tough seeing this guy in these situations. But as far as a movie goes, I I can't think of anyone who's more likable and someone who you want to root for more than David Arquette in this. Like he it's the ultimate feel good story by the end where this guy was able to conquer immeasurable odds being able to to do what he did in wrestling by the end and it is but but again yeah at the beginning it is it's very tough it's very tough to watch um i i love the fact and i mean we've known this for a while because of his instagram and stuff like that but his it was it was more eye-opening seeing um david arquette like as a as a kid um like his 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 kid photos and stuff like that his son Gus looks exactly like him as a kid, <laughs> like exactly like him. I mean, like if you did like the two pictures, other than one looking like an older picture, yeah. I, I probably would not be able to to tell them apart. So I just I noticed that a lot seeing a lot of his younger his younger pictures there, which was interesting. Also, we need to talk about his wife Christina Arquette. She's like a mother effing superhero, like. I can't even begin to imagine how hard this was for her to go through. Yeah. Like it it must've been the most, I mean, you talk about hard for us to watch. That was her life having to live with this going on and, and how, how horrible so many of these situations were. I mean, that was her life and she was able to, she was still so supportive, but in like the most productive way, and even though she didn't agree with most of it, mm-hmm. was able to somehow find the sign of being supportive, but also like still being able to tell him like when things were messed up. Like it, it was very impressive. Just Christine Arquette throughout this whole process. So oh, definitely yeah. and, shout out to uh, to Mrs. Arquette for sure. And they didn't like sugarcoat anything. No, either. No. that was the thing. Like one of the most like you you see how. I don't know if scared is the right word, like how apprehensive she is of him doing this again. Yes. And she still supports him anyway. You know what I mean? But like one of the most heartbreaking moments is right there at the very beginning where he tries to, you know, get some sort of spot on that Legends of Wrestling show. Because, again, he just he loves wrestling and he wants people to know that, you know, and he says, yeah, I mean, it's like I'm not even part of the family. And she says, well, you're not, are you? Like she just she doesn't get it to her. It's like, look, you have a you know, you have a good life. You have this family. You have these kids. Like, why are you chasing this ghost that yeah. is 20 years old and these people who don't care about you? But it doesn't devolve into like too much interpersonal drama like she supports him in doing it. And, you know, we're we're not really going in sequential order here shows up for him at the very end, which was genuinely beautiful. It like, was. It was. Yeah, she's I mean, it, it, I can't imagine how hard that was for her to see all that happening and not knowing how it was going to go. I, absolute champ. Yeah, no, you're right. It's 
it's also very funny to watch Courtney Cox watching David Arquette wrestle like on her iPhone, just being like, what now? What is he doing? exactly? <laughs> What's this? And his daughter. Oh, my goodness. His daughter, his 13 year old daughter. I, I have that written down. Is just embarrassed by everything anyway, but is like, really? This is what my father's choosing to do? Yep. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was. No, Co- Coco is awesome. She's hilarious in this, and and she's great because she's acting like anyone's kid in that situation would act. Like, yep. what in the world are you doing? This is embarrassing. But then, but then by the end, when she's at the match, she's like the biggest supporter at the same time. Yeah. So it was awesome. That was awesome. Exactly. That was a great moment. I really enjoyed that. Um, I also really enjoyed when he goes to the doctor for like a physical and be like, can I wrestle? (laughs) (laughs) And the doctor's just totally baffled by the whole situation. That was so funny. And he's like, so it would be okay, right? The doctor's like, well, can you do it with a helmet? <laughs> and then David O'Kane just sits there and is like, you know, that would be pretty great. And we now know that we missed out on one of the best wrestling gimmick opportunities was David Arquette wrestling in a helmet. David, <laughs> why? Why did you not do this at some point? Come on, man. That would have been amazing. That would have been so funny. Would've it would have been, so been but I feel like the gimmick he went with is pretty good too. It like is. that definitely it is. works. Oh, it does, but I would have loved uh, just once, man. That that would have been that would have been hilarious. The line that I remember is him asking the doctor, "So if like a three hundred pound man jumped on my chest, like would that be okay? Would that be a problem?" <laughs> He's like, "Well, that could do a lot of damage." <laughs> You're yeah, like, as a doctor, like, how do you answer? <laughs> but okay, can we talk about so this? Funny. Is, I, I assume this is just going to be kind of the general structures. That's just popcorning around. For yeah, most yeah, of the yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. Can we talk about so? Again, like the first act is is pretty hard to watch. It's people who really love this guy and hate to see him just so down in the dumps, for lack of a better word, disrespected by this industry that he loves is another way of putting it. I, I love, first of all, that it starts with just the signing and nobody cares because everyone yeah. still hates David. It makes Arquette me so angry. Makes me so I know mad. it made me mad too. I'm I was sitting like, there, I'm just guys. like, nobody's even like, gonna come on. Like, this guy, hang on. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cut a promo on this guy. This 300 pound man who's sitting there in this high school gymnasium cutting a promo on David Arquette. Like, you know how many times I've missed Christmas? I've missed anniversaries, dude. What are you doing? You're not a wrestler. <laughs> what? In the, if you're missing Christmas to go to wrestling matches, you shouldn't be doing that because you're not doing anything that matters. Like if that was Triple H and he's like, yeah, it's part of the business, you know, you got to put in your time, then you've earned the right to say that. This man wearing a 2XL Bullet Club t-shirt or whatever, step off, buddy. You don't talk to David Arquette like that. Anyway, yeah, that, that wasn't what I meant to say. Sure, Like sure. to see him go, like, you know, just start literally at ground zero. Like go to somebody's world trampoline wrestling. Yes. I want to talk about that in a second. Fight. And he's just like, it's it's really, it's hard to watch, but he's just like, man, I I didn't think there'd be like a thousand people here, but I thought there might be some people here, but Hey, you know, it's all right. We're just having fun. We're going to go have fun. And then they just kick the crap out of him. Yeah. Um, That's hard to watch, man. And it's like it's satisfying to see him get to cut his teeth like for real because that's really what he wants is to be a real wrestler and win real respect that he never got to, you know, win when he was just an actor. But it's hard to watch. You just feel bad for him and you kind of resent. I, I, I'm sure they're thinking of it as protecting the business, but 
some of those guys in that backyard league were clearly just getting a kick out of it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but even just going back to the signing thing, I would, I've, I've never felt so annoyed in my entire life that all these people are not caring that David Arquette has graced them with his presence. I know. I'm wanting to like go through the screen and be like, I'll come and get an autograph, David Arquette. And like, ah, oh, that drove me nuts. But, Which um, is even like not having the emotional maturity to like, understand like to appreciate what he's doing even ironically and being like oh yeah man what's up like why are you here do you actually care what wrestling fans think about you right i just think i think that would be interesting yep you know what i mean like think about some of the like celebrities who have crashed wrestling shows in the past and if they showed up at a crummy little con signing you'd be like wait you actually like this right i know nobody maybe maybe some people did do that and they didn't put them in the movie like that's a real possibility that's true because that's not what the movie was about, but it's that's the thing, man. Especially for us, I feel like this was really hard to watch. It was. It, it was hard to little... see this guy disrespected this way. It, it right. was. It was. It was very difficult. But then, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue to the next part, and we can come back to this if you want. But like to see him start from ground zero and get like this modicum of respect from these dudes just hanging out in their backyard in the middle of nowhere. Who were yeah. like, yeah, that was that was really cool. Good for him. I hope he I hope he keeps going. The little chapter in Mexico. Yeah, I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, I want to talk okay. about that okay. more in, in in a minute because I definitely want to talk about that. Um, okay. uh, also, real quick before we get too far away, um, David Arquette on a horse in a magician's cape <laughs> at the sunset is like the greatest thing ever. I'm just gonna. I, that's all I really want to say about that. That's just. It doesn't get better than that. It's a beautiful image. It was still, again, just a really sad moment to watch yeah, him come yeah. home to his family and be like, what am I doing? Like, am I insane? Yeah. I think I'm a little insane, but he keeps going. He does. And yeah, beautiful image. Yeah, that backyard wrestling was was insane. Um, his first death match, I guess. Um, more more would come later. That's, I was going to say, sure. not his last. Wish he would have Wish he would have joined us, though, in World Trampoline Wrestling. That would have been, been nice. Of course, that was also like six, seven years ago, but still. Would have been nice. Actually, probably even longer than that. Probably like 10 years ago, but that would have been nice. Um, I love how... Okay, another thing about that backyard wrestling thing. I I wanted to mention this. I'm glad I wrote it down. David Arquette totally has a Peter Parker Spider-Man moment when they get his name wrong. That was so funny. That absolutely killed me. They call him David Arquette, but he wanted to be called the Magic Man. And so it was so... That made me laugh. I, I I laughed so hard at that because if any of you are know what I'm talking about, um, the first Spider-Man movie is when he's going out to wrestle and Bruce Campbell's like, what's your name? It's like the human spider. It's like, oh, that sucks. This is Spider-Man. And he's like, no, no, no. He got my name wrong. They're like, we don't care. You're about to get killed. Go. Like <laughs> he had that moment and it was so funny. That made me laugh. That made me laugh really hard when they, they didn't call him the magic man. He's like, I'm the magic man. They're like, we don't care. Like That was, that was I funny. didn't even notice that. I'm glad you pointed that out. Also, uh, DDP, I love seeing him in anything. And DDP here just playing the wrestling sensei character yeah, it just, was amazing. It I loved it. a documentary for a second. That was really funny. That was awesome. He's sitting there on a rock in, in this beautiful area of Mexico, just like cross-legged, like just bestowing wisdom on David Arquette. I loved it. It was great. Oh, it was brilliant. I thought he was going to be like – when I saw him being introduced, I thought like, oh, so is he going to be like – 
he's going to be like the coach for the rest of yeah. the movie, right? No, no not really. No, not really. He just kind of <laughs> sends him on his way. He's just the first step in the larger journey. But uh, then that was that was oh, great though. And also I love that they put in the uh the it was an interview from from years ago of just DDP mm-hmm. explain the situation, which is a situation which is one of the reasons why I've always respected David Arquette, even with obviously people are saying the worst moment in wrestling, even before he became the patron saint. Obviously, me and my dad have been fans of the movie Ready to Rumble, so that's part of it. But also because my dad understood as terrible as this what happened was and has how it should never have happened. He always understood for David Arquette's perspective, always, he's always gotten that where like this guy truly cares and is truly this huge wrestling fan. And if someone's like, here, you're going to have the title. Well, what are you going to do? Just not do it? Like, of course, right. you know, and, and I love that they put that little thing of DDP saying that in there that and, and you know, because David Arquette didn't want it in the first place. I mean, he tried to talk yeah. him out of it when, when it happened. He's like, no, this is a terrible idea. So no, in this, in no way from start to finish is his fault. And, and, and he should have gotten, you know, blamed for. So I liked that they put that little part in there. That, that was nice. Cause it just, it, it kind of helps explain it. And I think it's impossible for anyone who hears that not to get it at that point. Yes. And this is something that I feel like just kind of applies throughout the film, but I'll go ahead and say it now. This is a great movie about pro wrestling for people who have never watched pro wrestling. Yeah, I think is. it does a really good job of explaining like, what the original sin was of David Arquette winning the title and why that matters so much to wrestling fans and also going, you know, justifying like having that clip of DDP saying, Oh, right. Cause I'm sure if Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff came to you and we're like, we're going to put the title on you. It's going to be great. You would say no. Right? right. Totally. Like they did a really good job of explaining the ins and outs of how this world works and why David Arquette, isn't respected and like how he has to win that respect back. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a really good gateway drug for people who like, you don't have to, I guess, have a podcast partially dedicated to David Arquette for three years to appreciate this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I, I, I liked that a lot. Um, okay. Now let's talk about Mexico. Cause th- this is, this is, I think, and I think this will be the sim- same thing for you. This is the part I did not know anything about. I had um, no idea this was coming. Here's the thing. This could be like a 15 minute film in and of itself. And yes, it would also be yes. incredible. Because this is oh the best goodness. part of this, this film is by far. Delightful. This is this is the highlight is, is David Arquette going down to t- uh, Tijuana or Tijuana if you're actually from there and and just tagging along with this group of luchadors. For I don't know how long he was there, at least probably hey, Mark, a week Mark, Mark, or so. Mark, 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 are they are they like are they really high end luchadors? Are they like triple A luchadors? Uh, I don't think so, uh, but I don't actually know. But I don't think so. It didn't no, appear dude, so. The parking lot luchas. It that didn't was appear incredible. so. It was amazing. So he comes down and he. he I love how they had uh, Christina be like. Uh, yeah. And just calls up one of his friends and is like, yeah, can you please go with David down to Tijuana where he's going to be trained by wrestlers? I don't know what the hell is going on. Please go down and keep an eye on him. And that, that, was dude, hilarious. that dude, his eternal credit was just like, oh yeah, totally. I got that you. guy was awesome. <laughs> that guy was great. His buddy, I, I totally forgot his name. I feel bad, but that dude was great. Um, he was funny the whole time. Uh, being down there because it's exactly what would happen. This is just he doesn't know what's going on. He's just his friend just going along for the ride. And um, 
So he just goes down there and there's these like three, like four luchadors and they just start training him with stuff and he, he has no idea what's going on. And, um, that was, that was so delightful. And also, hang on, sorry, I hate to bring this back here. Uh, real quick before the Mexico thing, when he actually goes to that wrestling school for that mm-hmm. day of training, I yeah. loved that. That was so nice watching how happy that made him like actually wrestling for real and being trained for real. That was just really cool. That was a really cool uh, moment. And I wanted to mention that before we went too far, but yeah, back to uh, back, back to that. So him, just the whole thing of him not being able to hit this uh, jumping hurricane Rana. And Mm -hmm. they're like, well, we don't know about this guy. This is like a headlock for us. Like this is like one Oh one. Like if he can't get this, we can't do anything for him. And then, you know, finally like starts to get it. And then it culminates at the end when they're at that show and, and he hits it in the match and the crowd pops for it. And it was just like, Oh, this is awesome. Well, and like, okay, hang awesome. on. Not only that though. So I'm watching, you know, he's training with these luchas in this gymnasium or whatever, like a wrestling gym, you yeah. know, kind of crappy, but it's a wrestling gym. And I'm thinking, okay, so they're, you know, they're going to try to trot him out for an indie show. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that they're street performers. Yeah. That was a, that, that was eye opening. That was, that was the most punk rock thing I think I've seen in wrestling in a long, long time. I did that not, was one I don't know anything about this. this movie. I don't know anything what? about this. Like, I mean, like before this, I'd never, I didn't know about the street wrestling that they're yeah. doing in the streets of Tijuana. And it was like, wait, this is real. And this is awesome. It was, <laughs> I was like, so, that's the coolest like, thing I've ever seen. I was like, I imagine know, you're just driving it, down the street in Tijuana. All of a sudden, David Arquette is out there hitting another dude with a chair in the middle of the road while you're stopped right. at a light. Like, I can't think of anything cooler. And you just, you talk about that, like rags to riches climb and like the perception of this guy as, oh, he doesn't deserve, you know, the wrestling credit he's got. He's just this actor from Hollywood. He's soft. He didn't train. And just start, you know, with these backyard brawls, which are basically just like street fights yeah, with a little bit of a wink and a nod to a storyline. And, you know, they stop before they actually kill you. And then to go do something like where like what they're doing, if for some reason you've made it this far and you haven't seen the movie, like they line up like at red lights. And when the traffic stops, they put on little impromptu wrestling matches in the crosswalk and then go try to pick up change from people. I mean, it's literally the equivalent of like a street performer like yes it's like this is what it reminded me of and this is how you know like this is how you earn your bona fides like this is ed sheeran moving to london when he's 17 years old and just playing guitar on the streets with a crappy loop pedal for pocket change like this is what makes you who you are as an artist this is what proves you're legit and it was so cool to see david arquette like freaked out first of all right why wouldn't you be like i get the impression <laughs> he was as surprised by what they were doing as anyone yeah yeah and then terrified and then like it it looks like he's about to like quit and walk away like he gets a stinger and then he executes that like leaping crossbody <laughs> onto the other luchas off a ladder yeah in the crosswalk in the street in tijuana and, and gets the shots. biggest pop of the thing it's so cool. It's beautifully shot in slow motion and yeah. crashes into him. And it's this great, like, it's so satisfying. And there's other great moments. But that instant is like the first real glimpse of like, no, 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 no. He's going to do this. Mm-hmm. That we get. And it's beautiful, man. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that was that was amazing. That, that was so great. 
Um, just that whole the whole thing in Mexico to me is my favorite part of the whole mm-hmm. the whole movie. It's well, right. from start to finish. It's awesome. And then he's out there just partying with the other luchador, luchadors, and then and then they're putting on an actual show at the gym or wherever it was, and you know for. I don't know, 50 people or however many people were there. And David Arquette is given a mat, like a mask, this like pink and purple with a DA on the front Luchador mask. And it's just great. Cause it's like, he's, he's, you know, earned his spot in with these guys and then is going out there in typical, you know, Lucha, like eight man tag match. And, um, you know, getting to hit that Hurricane Rana spot, hitting the big cross body off the top rope, which he cracked ribs for. So maybe wasn't the best idea, but it looked awesome. And uh, it was just great getting to see the culmination of that, just of this journey. Again, I don't know how long he was down there for. I would assume at least a week. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not sure exactly how long. But uh, just seeing that that journey from start to finish and just how, how it ends up and you know, him being accepted by these guys. It was just, it was so great to see. And uh, why in the world are these masks not being sold? What, um, Harris, can can you explain why we don't have a pink and purple David Arquette mask for sale at Pro Wrestling Tees like right now? I, I think the honest answer is because it means so much to him personally that he got one and he only wants there to be one. I don't I know. Guess, Pro that's Wrestling Tees sell like replica masks? I feel like that might no, be another they vendor. Don't. I'm not sure it, it would have do to that. be, I don't know, High Spots needs to come out with it then or something. Oh man, that'd be incredible. But, but apparently, like, apparently according to David Arquette, uh, this is what he told us on Instagram, the uh, mask, the actual mask in Gary War is at uh, some Lucha Museum down there in, uh, in Tijuana. I forgot. I don't that's know what the amazing. name of it is, but it, it's down there at some small you know, uh, luchador museum in Me- in Mexico now. That's amazing. Which is pretty cool. And then, and then of course that this little corner of the movie ends with them climbing the mountain, like at yeah. sunrise or whatever. Yeah. That was and just screaming. And you're like, you could end the movie right here. Like this is it. Like yeah. I said, this is a great little short film in and of itself. It was just beautiful. It was. Yeah. And he's genuinely, he's so moved, like genuinely moved almost to tears when they give him a mask and -hmm. you get the impression that's literally, that's the first time in almost 20 years that anybody in the wrestling industry has shown him any like respect or affection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's a big, it's a big moment and it's, it's, it's so, it's so satisfying, especially after that first 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. that like 15 minute stretch there is just a joy to watch. Um, all right. So now, now he's into wrestling. Now, now we get the announcement on the Wendy Williams show and and he's returning to wrestling. He's in shape now. You know, he's, he's had some, a a little bit of wrestling training. Like he's, he's ready and he gets his own ring. That's Mm -hmm. when he gets his own ring. And and Christina Arquette's like just sitting there and whoever got it from is setting it up. is just like explaining what it is to her. And she's like, yeah, wait, we own this. (laughs) (laughs) You own this. I remember that. that awesome. That was beautiful. That was awesome. And uh, so then, then you get Peter Avalon. I don't remember what his other name was. I only remember his AEW name. But uh, <laughs> Peter Avalon ends up, tra- you know, coming over and training him, uh, which which we did know about. Um, basically, from here on is basically where we jump on. This, this is where our uh, knowledge of following David Arquette's wrestling journey pretty much starts is is right here after after he gets back from Mexico and and announces he's going back to wrestling, and uh, uh, you get that great 
moment of David Arquette getting spray tanned, which I did not expect to see David Arquette's butt watching this documentary. But there it is. There it is. So, I mean, you get get little bonuses if you watch it as well. You get to see David Arquette's butt. And then what happens when he gets home? This is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> They're of the like, movie. Uh, well, one, the whatever the spray tan was he got was was clearly like a a, day, a temporary day type thing. I don't I don't I don't know the different versions of spray tanning because I've never done it. I don't really understand it, but I, I I'm pretty sure there's a way to get spray tan where it's not like going away that day. So whatever he did was clearly meant for to be very you know temporary, like you know a 12 hour or like a day thing just for the photo shoot. And then he's back and you know, it's like a million degrees in California. And so he's like sweating it all off and comes back home and his family's like, what in the world is wrong with you? And then his wife's like, so you're going to look like that for your movie premiere. And he's like, Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> he has to go. Right. That was the best. Cause he, had, David Arquette as a person just seems hilarious. Cause that hadn't occurred to him. Yeah. Until that exact moment. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> that was that was so funny. That was so <laughs> funny. Um, and then and then you could see the buildup for his first kind of real match at um, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood with with uh, the one, the only, the ever hated on this podcast, RJ City. And um, that was awesome. Like, that was great. Like, to see the setup that they did to get the buzz for it with RJ City attacking him on the red carpet for some indie movie or whatever he whatever yeah. it was for and then it's on TMZ and and now getting hyped for this and they they have that match and you see them like going over all the steps of it and that was it was awesome that was really well put together that segment of, of film it, it was very interesting it flowed really well and it was just it was fascinating to watch, you know, the work going into it from both of these guys with RJ City being like, all right, how in the world do I make David Arquette look legitimate? Like, imagine how dip- we talk about how difficult it was for his like Christina dealing with all this. How difficult was it for RJ to have to uh, like basically build him up from the start as a competent wrestler like a believable wrestler like that is not that could not have been an easy task for rj city no and you talk about like all of this stuff in the first act being hard to watch and happening before we were really following his journey the moment you see rj city's smug face on the television i was like oh here we go <laughs> i was like now we're home now i know exactly what's going on and yep. they i I'm sure there are other examples of this, but these two guys really elevated one another, yeah, their their partnership, because RJ City clearly saw something here and was like, I understand theatricality and showmanship. That's kind of my whole deal. He was the perfect uh, partner for Boy, this. Like, you could not, da- David Arquette could not have built a better partner in a lab. For, for his no. return to wrestling than RJ City. like You're absolutely right. And they play off each other so well. And I feel like they have – like I think RJ City like looked at him and saw some of what he did and was like, I, I get it. I yeah. know what this guy's about. I know what he's trying to do. And you're right. They, they complement one another perfectly. And to see like – you know that that's kind of what happens in professional wrestling matches. But to see them – almost blow for blow going through the entire thing backstage and working it all out. Mm -hmm. 
and then cutting between that and them actually doing it and getting like a really good reaction. Yeah. Just, it was, it was incredible. It was surreal. That's a fascinating thing to watch if it's anybody in any wrestling match, but to see how far he's come by that point from, you know, just getting beaten up in someone's backyard to the Lucha matches to this, to what felt like it reminded me of an NWA show. Like that's what it looked like. Yeah. I think that that is kind of the, the vibe of, of from the, the shows I've watched from championship wrestling, um, from Hollywood. It, it, it Mm -hmm. seems to be very much that type of, that type of vibe a little bit. And it, and it was great. And that's like the first real proof of concept moment for his family, too. You get the impression because yeah. even his daughter is like, that was awesome. Like, yeah, it's, really, <laughs> it's it's great, man. It's really, really fun. Also, yes, yeah, sneaky, like low key, great babyface performance by TMZ here. Yeah. For providing like the normal people's view of the whole thing and being like, hang on, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> this man's fighting David Arquette at his red carpet premiere. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, that was that that was that was good too. But yeah, it was so cool just watching, you know, his wife and daughter in, in the crowd during that match was it was very it was very satisfying seeing that kind of come full circle and and them getting a chance to be like, okay. This is what this was all for, you know, there being actually a payoff, not just for David Arquette, but but for, you know, his family. What was nice to see that was really nice to see, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was. uh, Yeah. And um, and and from then on, for the last, I don't know, 30 minutes or so of the of the film, it's kind of just a lot of the stuff we've been following with just his different indie shows. Yeah. you know, different different appearances, kind of some of the gimmick changes, some of the different matches he was able to do. Because he basically at that point is just he's kind of a touring wrestler, like not not quite full time, but like a part time touring wrestler where he's yeah. wrestling like once a week or whatever at all these different venues and everything and never wrestled one time in Atlanta while while we were there. Not not once. What what the hell? Not cool, man. The only thing think- he did was a surprise appearance at like some show. Um, I don't remember which one Southern honor, one of those wrestling shows in Atlanta before it was before a, a pay-per-view or something like it was, it was one of those like bigger shows before something else going on in the area. I don't remember exactly what the time it was, but it was like a surprise thing. So it's like, that doesn't count. I think my personal theory is that as the home of WCW, he just decided to stay away from Atlanta. <laughs> He's like, no, you I'm might done be that. Right. I up in Atlanta. You might be right. That's uh, I didn't even think about that. That's I mean, that's a fair point, I guess. I'll yeah, talk, you're we, like you can't even be mad, right? You're yeah, like, that's, well, that's fair. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, in Atlanta, we we are kind of the yeah we are the home of WCW. That that yeah yeah and that that's fair that's fair. But still, but, very disappointing for us. Here we are, like his like biggest wrestling fans, and we've never got a chance to actually see him mm-hmm. wrestle or like even or meet him at any of the meet and greets or anything. Like, cause nothing ever happened in in Atlanta while while we were there, which was very disappointing. Yeah. Um, also, I well, I wasn't in Atlanta at the time when he did start, but. Still, even still, um, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that's still disappointing. I'm still disappointed. We never got to see him wrestle live dur- during any of this whole, this whole run. That was, that was sad. But, um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much most of the rest of the movie is, is him just 
kind of going through going through the wrestling gauntlet of different different levels of of stuff and then of course uh, let me know if I'm I'm leaving anything out um with the last 30 minutes or so of the movie but um I can't really think of anything else that happens no <laughs> I mean it's basically end. like from this point on like you almost get the impression that like if the phone didn't ring, he was done and he was content. Yeah. Like they ask him, they're like, Oh, will you be back in what's the promotion called? Championship, yeah, championship wrestling. wrestling from Hollywood. Yeah. 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 And he's like, well, I'll definitely be back. I don't know if I'll be getting in the ring again. Like this right, is right. what he set out to do Yeah, was be a real wrestler, have a real wrestling match. And he's done that. But from that point on, like he has momentum and all these different indie promotions see that and are like, there's something here. Right. This is entertaining. And he starts like traveling like he's on the road being a real professional wrestler. And it just kind of snowballs from there. And you get like some great little montages of just different stuff that he does and different spots and bumps and promos. And even if it's just the guy to show up and, you know, talk a bunch of trash and then get his face shoved in a cake <laughs> that's what he's doing like right. he's living it now i mean that's really what it is and then the 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 final act is well, just him actually hang on we but we forgot i'm literally wearing the shirt now and i forgot to talk about it hmm. but well then the death match happens and that right that that changed that changed a lot that i mean that for more or less that was the beginning of the end for david arquette's foray back into wrestling well, and it's a very natural, like, it's incredible that this is a documentary. It is. Because the story flows, like, almost too well to not yeah. have been scripted. But it wasn't. They I were know. just showing up and they're like, oh, yeah, he's got another match here tonight. And then it turns out to be the match where he almost dies. Right. And he and his family have to stop and say, what more do we think we can get out of this? And it's a very natural not stopping point, but like a moment to pause and catch your breath right before the finale. And for him to say, okay, look, I'm here. I did it. If they didn't respect me before I almost got my, you know, throat slit, they certainly do now. Yeah. At, at what point is there nothing left to accomplish? And that, that's a very logical, like holding point that builds up to the finale, which is his match with, uh, Mr. Kennedy Anderson at, the nasty boys promotion, the yep. same promotion that he got basically thrown out of a year before. Yeah. That legends of wrestling show, but yeah, yeah it, no, uh, uh, that's a great point with how, how well it flows and how it's almost like you couldn't, if they had, if it had been scripted, it wouldn't have been any better because it flows all the way. He comes back. It's this return. Everything's going well. And then that death match happens, which really shocks everything back into place of like, Oh wait, you know this. This is real. You know more of that type of thing. And I'm really not up. I'm not prepared for this. You know I'm not right. at this level. And uh, to really kind of shock that perspective back into place of, uh, and it was it was the perfect part to. It was a perfect moment for that to happen because that's like kind of the the big the big come down moment, I guess of, of this whole thing. It's that, it's that part in a movie right before the, the, in it, the, like the finish where it's not like the first breakdown, but it's that second one after everything's been going so well 
that really kind of helps set up then the the end of the of the story. Mm-hmm. And and that's mm-hmm. exactly what it did. And then, of course, he has to he goes through all that kind of rigmarole of of that um, of you know almost dying and everything. And then and then then it leads in as you were saying to the ending, which really for uh, for this film anyway was the uh, the match with with Mr. Anderson at that Legends of Wrestling, which they did a really good job of kind of bookending it with that that pre the uh, that, promo yeah the promo with with him at the beginning and then. Leading up to it, then at the end, and then the match going out there and and being you know being good you know being done really well and and it being the main event it was the main event of the show like that that's the main event match David Arquette is now in the main event match at least that's what they said on there so I'm I don't know if there was multiple days maybe of this um, there might have been multiple days of the show so I'm not sure about that but for whatever this was on this was the main event of that of that day or that, that or that show and just seeing that full you know that just fully come back around is just it's so satisfying and then you get the great moment with with uh with Christina coming out as Miss Elizabeth with him to the it's just it's it's the perfect bookend to the whole the whole story and and really I couldn't think of a way they could have done it any better yeah and that's just that was what I was thinking watching this movie it, it does start to finish like it tells such a perfect story. What did they think they were doing when they started filming? Because they didn't know what was going to happen. You know what I mean? No, like that's I, I think that's he, what's incredible to me is that they were able like so much of this. I mean, because it's a documentary, like so many of the beats in this story just really happened. And that's just what makes it so fascinating. They just started filming this guy as he started to try to get back into wrestling. They didn't know any of this was going to happen. Yeah, I don't know whose idea. I don't know if it was his idea or if it was. I, I think his name is David Dahl, the guy who was the director. I, I could mm-hmm. be wrong. I feel kind of bad now that I don't actually know what his name is off. Uh, well, off the top of my head, but and his wife produced it, so you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. Think, well, like, he and his wife thought, well, both helped. Yeah, it's project. Da- you it's know? it's David Dark. It's David Dark and uh, Price James were the two co-directors, and I don't remember if one of them had the idea or if it was just his idea. I know he wanted to kind of document his return to wrestling. I'm not exactly sure what extent he originally thought, but yeah. that that's that's where the idea came from because it literally starts that's where it starts. It starts at the but he would they had the presence of mind to literally start it before the process actually started. It was really right. when the idea happened. I mean the very first thing is him meeting with Eric Bischoff talking about coming back to wrestling. Yeah. Which um and so, yeah, but as you were saying, yeah, th- there's no way they knew how this was going to go. And it just ended up going absolutely perfectly for for a great story. Yeah, man, there's not much more to say. Like, I know it's it, it is sad. And we've talked about this and will again, like he tweeted in response to somebody. He, he probably isn't going to wrestle again. Like he's probably yeah. done. And like we've said, and we will again, like it's sad that we never got to see that happen. But at the same time, like he has something that no like wrestling storyline ever actually provides, which is closure. Yeah. Like this went not that it was easy at all, but this went so well for him. And to get to document it all and release this movie and tell this story pretty much to completion like there is I mean, that's what like that. That's the importance of that death match with Nick Gage. That's the moment where he says, look, the, 
at what point is enough enough? Like what is the ceiling here? And I get it, man. Like he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't have to prove a thing to anybody anymore. And ironically, no. like that's the thing that I think kind of opened his eyes and, you know, that was the goal opened his family's that, eyes that, that as was well. But goal. that is also the moment that put David Arquette like beyond any doubt for any wrestling fan that he loves this business and mm-hmm. is willing to go out there and do whatever it takes to put on a good show. Like that is what ultimately put him over the top. And that's what, you know what I mean? Like, not that he, you know, needed that to prove it to anybody, but he's bulletproof now, man. He doesn't have a thing to prove to anybody anymore. He did nope. everything he set out to do. And even though it is bittersweet for us, that we probably won't get to just absolutely mark out at an NWA taping and see him wrestle somebody. I'm glad he doesn't feel like he has to anymore. Like I'm glad he's yeah. at a point where he can stop and say, no, I'm good. Like I did it and walk away. Cause that's a hard thing to do for full-time pro wrestlers. I mean, look at what, you know, like Matt Hardy is still doing to himself. Cause or he any of the hasn't other been older, able to walk away. Like we talked like, about there's tons of one. Them. I mean, it's, I don't know. Like it's it's a very satisfying conclusion to this movie in a way that like a wrestling feud can't really provide because there's always going to be another show. Yep. You know what I mean? And that was that was my major take. The only the only one is Shawn Michaels. Yep. So David Arquette's coming back in Saudi Arabia, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. That's the takeaway. Uh, we don't talk about that. Um, here's the here's the other thing. This is the last thing I thought of. I, this movie is genuinely, like I said, objectively great. Even if you yeah. haven't, if you don't watch pro wrestling, if you haven't been talking about him on your podcast for years, if this gets any awards play at all, which just depends on how popular it gets, if this gets on Netflix, if this gets on Hulu or Amazon, if this starts to get any buzz at all, this this will get him in the Hall of Fame. Like it's genuinely a work of art and it's great to see him get recognized for like all the effort he's put into pro wrestling. And I'm really excited to see if this takes off, like what it does for him in the future wrestling or not, even if he doesn't wrestle another match, just to see the wider wrestling world stand up and acknowledge all the stuff he's done is really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that's the best part is the, what he set out to do, he completely accomplished in every in every facet of it he went out and he redeemed himself for professional wrestling and that was the goal and he did exactly that he accomplished exactly what he set out to do and it's just great to see someone who was able to actually pull that off and yeah. it's it's very satisfying it's a full snapshot you know in 90 minutes of this man's struggle and triumph with professional wrestling and it's a thing of beauty and it's fantastic to see again as i talked about before that there's never been a more likable protagonist for a film than than david arquette is in this and never someone who you've actually wanted to root for as much as david arquette in this like it's just he he's so genuine and so positive and just such a happy individual that seeing him you know in this depressed state is just so sad and you want, you want to see him overcome it in the worst way. And that's exactly what you get to do in, in watching this movie. So yeah, if you haven't seen it already, please go out and, and, and check it out. Um, you can get it on, on demand. I'm, I'm pretty much anywhere. I, I, I got mine on voodoo. Um, definitely go out and check that out, help support it. And 
but yeah, let's try and get another another round of David Arquette buzz more with 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 the movie. That that would, would be nice to see. It would be nice to see kind of one last round of uh, of buzz from from this coming out because I don't feel like we've it's gotten a lot uh, it's gotten a lot of buzz yet. So it would be nice to see that pick up in uh, in the near future. Um, yeah, so you can. Uh, if you if you have any thoughts on David Arquette wrestling or on the film, please tweet us at behind underscore gorilla. Love to talk to a little David Arquette wrestling for sure. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand, and I'm at Harris Wilson. You can so you can tweet us there as well. Um, check us out on Instagram, also at behind underscore gorilla. We post a bunch of wrestling stuff with the podcast and we post David Arquette stuff all the time as well as we do with everything else. I mean, he's on our logo. We kind of have to, so it's just, it's par for the course, but, um, yeah. What did you think about the film? Please let us know on, on Twitter or uh, send us a message on, on Instagram. All right. A few quick things with the movie. I just wanted to say a couple of the, this, the kind of the ratings already for it. Um, it's got a 7.3 on IMDb. It's got a, 84% 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's not an audience score out yet, which I, I'm not sure why, but there's not one out yet. But it's got an 84% critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And um, it got a, a two and a half star rating on uh, RogerEbert.com, which it's a little disappointing. It should be a little higher than that, guys. Come on. That's that's a little ridiculous. But um of course, that is two. That's two and a half out of four, not out of five, but still. Um, yeah. So there's just handful of handful of ratings things for that. Well, that's really all I got, Harris. You got anything else on? Uh, you cannot kill David Arquette. Uh, five stars for me. On oh Letterboxd. yeah, for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah, five stars on Letterbox for me as well. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, if you made it through all this and you haven't seen it, go see it. If you have seen it, genuinely, like this is a great gateway drug for anybody who's not a wrestling fan yeah, yeah. and that's always that that's one of my favorite things to see is something that communicates like the beauty of this stupid silly little thing that we enjoy so much <laughs> and i don't i really don't think there's a better person for that than david arquette yep 100 percent agree 100 percent agree um definitely a great gateway movie for sure for uh, the wrestling business all right, well, that does it for this in-depth discussion of the film You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Um, thanks thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll be back um, hopefully with another episode next week. I'm not quite sure how the how everything is going to come back with our, uh, our weekly schedule of crazy wrestling topics, but hopefully we'll have one ready to go um, ready to go next week, and hopefully we can get this back on track of, uh, you know, every Monday morning coming out with a different stupid and insane thing of uh, professional wrestling because oh believe me we have not run out we've been doing the show for over two years and have not run out not even close there's there's plenty more to get to (laughs) alright that does it for this episode thank you guys so much for listening again I'm Mark and I'm Harris have a great week